Triple M rocks the NRL 24-7 through the Triple M app. Thanks to Ream. Steady, hot and strong. Install a Ream. Buckle up, footy fans. It's about to get real. Triple M rocks footy finals. 30 minutes to go. It started as a distant but hopeful ambition. History. The ultimate prize. The ultimate city. The greatest. Waiting on the horizon. Beautiful. There to be taken. Some had done it before. Champions. For others, it was a dream yet to be reached. Now, that horizon is upon us. The NRL final. This is it. Blow that whistle. This is what footy is all about. Oh, oh, oh. Kareem and McDonald's. Triple M rocks finals footy. Welcome to day two of the finals. The NRL, we're rocking the footy. We're rocking the finals, right? Brittle grand final and, of course, into origin. We do it for Ream Hot Water, steady, hot and strong. And Maccas, of course, the Monopoly game at Maccas is making winners. So download the app now and get a free chest opening the next day. Well, two Penrith legends join me in commentary today. MG, welcome to you. Uh, Welcome to you, Anthony. Thank you for that fine introduction. Gerds and everyone listening, um... Semi-final footies hit last yep. night. We got a great taste of it. Um, the Panthers were fantastic against the Roosters, who were also fantastic. I, I believe. I yep. think the way at halftime I said in commentary, "Well, that's it. This is going to be. This could be ugly. This could be like last week, uh, Rabbitohs v Roosters." But they didn't. They found the the intestinal fortitude that comes with winning two competitions in a row, and they come back in, in the game. And Penrith on the end of a yeah, good field goal from uh, Nathan Cleary, who's just in sublime form. Mm. Uh, 21 points on his own last night. So, uh, yeah, the, looking forward to tonight's game too. I know that um, the Raiders are pr- uh, pronounced favourites, but you never, never know. Nah, it all changes with finals footy, doesn't it? Uh, Ryan, on the back of that game last night, which we all thought was a wonderful game, very entertaining game in a lot of ways, I, I guess perhaps it's a concern for both coaches that, uh, you know, up near the 30 points was scored by both sides. Yeah, I don't know. Some, some, it was interesting. We had Brownie on the Saturday show today, and he said sometimes it's not about the defence. When the, when the opposition's throwing some really good shapes and some putting some good things in front of some players in those situations, uh, they get it wrong, and... Uh, you don't always have to look at those defensive errors and uh, they'll move on next week. Penrith are a pretty good defensive side generally mm. uh, and so are the Roosters. So uh, it, it was a frenetic play. It was play, played at a frantic speed last night um, and there was some quality on show. There yeah. was some absolute quality. Even though, you know, I, I think the Roosters are, are, are far from their best at the moment. Um, their execution's down. I mean, Trent Robinson spoke about how much they gave and their commitment and their courage. And we all saw that because, as MG said, they looked like they were gone, and especially at 28 to 10. And it looks like it was just going to be party time out there at Penrith Stadium. But, yeah, they just, you know, they're, they're, they're big guns in, in Cordner and Keary and Tedesco just found a way to get them back into the contest and then almost got the job done. So great result for the Panthers. Um, who just, when they've got the football, look like they're in complete control, control the tempo, always look like they know where they're going, always get to the end of their sets and always seem to get a fantastic kick away uh, and got, you know, some guys that are just in absolute um, the form of their careers um, and they were just a little bit too good, which now means the Roosters fall into the tough side of the draw. They'll If the Raiders win today, as most people expect that they will, they'll play them next week and then they'll... 
probably move on to Melbourne if Melbourne can get the job done against Parramatta tonight and then they'll get into the grand final. Um, so big road ahead for the Roosters. Might be a bridge too far. They've got a couple of guys that just starting to look a little bit fatigued. They've played a lot of footy in the last couple of years and just got to wonder if they wanted as much this year as they have in the last couple. It was interesting, MG, to watch Penrith when they were down 10-0 and it didn't, they didn't um, irk them, it didn't challenge them, they just stuck to what they do. Yeah, as Gerd uh, mentioned, the, the systems in place at Penrith, they, you know, having the luxury of having Jerome Luai on that left-hand side with Kikau and um, it's just such a, a, a dangerous area to play with if you the opponents, like they're coming at you going, well there's Luai, there's you know, Nathan Cleary's on the other side and all of a sudden Dylan Edwards has got a passing game happening and yeah, look, I think last night um, he was unbelievable, Cleary, as I said. But Isaiah Yeo, um, they're talking about Liam Martin as a bowler for Origin. I think Isaiah Yeo would be a perfect player to bring off the bench in Origin. Plays, can play front row, second row, lock. Um, and I also think last night Fisher-Harris was fantastic as well. Yeah. Um, You've got, you got to have good forwards for the backs to do their thing, and, and Gerds will know that as well. Um, the, the back line for Penrith at the moment is just glistening. You know, they're, they're strutting. They've got the strut about them. You know, Crichton's got that strut. He looks like he's played five years of first grade, not 15 games. Yeah. Um, Brian Totter, who's, mm. who's just five foot ten of brute muscle, getting the ball back, and, and Mansour doing the same. And they, they start their sets off on a, on a real positive, the Panthers. And um, as a forward, that's what you want. You know, you want to turn around and look that the, the back three have gone 30 metres. Mm. Make sure run back to them a lot shorter. Yeah, the one, the one that MG didn't mention there, Gertz, the player that I've loved watching develop this year has been Naden. Yeah, he was good again. Got found out early. They made a couple of errors early, and that allowed uh, the Roosters to get to that nice handy lead. And a lot of people in the lead-up have said to the finals, can the Panthers handle the big stage, and what about when they're put under pressure, how are they going to react? Well, the Edwards gave a, a penalty away, and I think in the second and third minute for pushing a guy back into the in goal... Roosters went down the other end. Naden misses a tackle, gets caught out on a short side with Kiri coming at him. Many have. Um, and then all of a sudden they're 10 points down. Kikau then throws, you know, Hargraves in the air. Another penalty, more pressure. And everyone was thinking, well, okay, we're going to get a yeah. real good test now to see how they go. And they responded. And Naden, as you spoke about, came up with an error early but went on and had a belter of a game, puts himself in the contest, great with a kick chase. He's keeping a guy like Dean Farrow, an international centre out who's been back for two or three weeks now. They can't get a spot, so he's in fine form. Now, let's. Uh, you talked about that issue with kick out and the tackle. Let's have a listen to what Ivan Cleary, the uh, Panthers coach, had to say about it. Yeah, well, I looked at it Yeah, at the time. He definitely obviously went past the horizontal, but I think he actually, yeah, I thought he kind of did enough to get him out of that dangerous position. So, yeah, I mean problem with kicks is he's just so big and it's almost he gets um, discriminated against because he's so big and so everything he does looks worse so you know cross your fingers on that one but obviously no one was hurt and I do, I do think he arrested he arrested him from you know, getting away from being in a dangerous position Okay that's uh, Ivan Cleary talking about the Viliami kick out tackle he's going to meet, miss a week MG uh, no matter what he pleads no matter what he does he'll miss that game yeah. obviously they've got the week off now but he'll miss that next game Yeah he has got a free hit uh, at the judiciary if they, if they like um, but then you've got to pay legal fees and stuff like that. But oh, I think it's pretty clear-cut. I, 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 as Ivan said, it went above the horizontal. Mm. Um, and it looked probably worse because he is bigger, a bigger bloke. But it was on Hargraves, who's just as big. 
Um, there was a bit of intent, not to drive him, but to, to make it aggressive. Um, so I think a week, yeah, look, at maybe it might seem a little bit harsh on face value, but that's that's consistency. Mm. You see that all the time. I think that's I think that's on par. But then you bring someone like Capewell in to take his spot. That's that's where well, Penrith, that's, de- that's yeah. where Penrith's depth mm. starts to you know go. Wow, okay, now we've got you've got Scott Billy Burns who's played most of the year off the bench. He'll come in maybe or, or Jack Hetherington um, for that other spot. So, yeah, the depth of Penrith this year has been, been unbelievable. Yeah, it, it, it ha- so has. Uh, Gerd's talked about Faray can't find a spot. And then you've still got... About a, Burton. And, uh, yeah, B- Burton, Faray. Is it, did you say Spen- Faray? Spen- yeah, I said Faray. Spencer yeah. yeah. you. But yeah. these blokes that can't that, that can't make... There's so much depth. Capewell, of course, has been injured. He comes back. Kick-out goes. Um, and you talked before, too, about Crichton. I wonder if Cri- a few things go his way if Crichton doesn't look at being an origin bolter. Yeah. Um, defensively, he's got to up the ante a little bit. So would Jerome Luai, who... And they both recognise that. They said it last night in their post-match, especially... Jerome Luai did. He said it last night in the post-match interview with Nathan Cleary on Channel 9 and we were watching it here. Um, we took the, the, the call from our studio. Um, yeah, but look, when you're in this situation where Origins after the grand final, the more footy you play, the more chance you are of playing mm. Origin because mm. Freddie's going to pick a team on form. And so if you win the comp, the team that wins the comp will probably have five or six or seven players in the Origins yeah. 17. Yeah. So if Penrith win the comp, which they're on track to do, who knows? Now, let's talk about the Roosters for a second, guys. Obviously, they don't get the week off. They've got to play again next week. Um, perhaps they play Canberra. Perhaps they play Cronulla. But you're just before we go to that, you're looking at the budgie smuggler. Yeah, there. the budgie smuggler, they're obviously an Australian brand, and they love their rugby league, and a yep. lot of the guys wear them on a weekly basis. Well, they've brought out... Unbelievable. We're down for the Canberra Raiders game. They've brought out a, a set of Speedos or budgies with Josh Papali's ankle tap. Um, <laughs> on Fogarty. On, on Fogarty a couple of weeks yeah. ago that we witnessed here live. Yeah. And um, it's now been... Um, the, the, the catch cry is anything's possible. Anything's possible. And you've got big, uh, big Papa. Yeah. Arm out, hitting the foot of, uh, of Fogarty, who's in the clear right across the uh, you-know-what area. Absolutely. Wasn't it a great... That was a great the tackle budgie. of the year. Tackle of the year. Let's talk about Roosters quickly. One of the moments of the year, to, to yeah. be honest. Mm. Could be the Ken Stevens moment. Moment of the year. Yeah, it just came out of nowhere, didn't oh, it, Papa? It was unbelievable. Yeah, <laughs> it's just amazing how he chased down. It's the, it's the want. So that's that. Yeah. I've seen Martin Lang do it to I think Rob Wishart Rob in Wishart. Origin. Yeah, it's the want. You know, mm. when you're a, when you know you can't beat them, that you still chase them. They can't. They start to go. Okay, well, their legs get heavier. And they go, and this bike's not going away. Yeah. In fact, he's closing in. And you yeah. start to crap yourself. You go, oh, no. Yeah. I'm going to get caught by a front rower. <laughs> Beautiful. Roosters boys, they, they're going to play again next week. They're probably going to play uh, the Raiders. Well, they might play the Sharkies. The winner, the winner, yeah, this, the winner yeah. of this game. Uh, and I wonder, like, uh, you, you said, Goods, that they're not, a, they're not as sharp as they were, but they're not far off. They're a little way off, to be honest. And, and, and when we came back after the COVID when we came back after the COVID break, they clicked into gear because they struggled, obviously, coming uh, at the start of the season, as we see uh, just on the broadcast here, the kick-out tackle on Hargreaves, and he flips him right over, um, you know, and everyone's going to have an opinion on that. Is it worth missing a prelim for? I don't believe it is, but with the carryovers and the systems we have in place, as MG said, there's consistency there, and we've got to go with it. Um, but they clicked right into gear, and they looked... Um, so sharp in those opening couple of games when we came back that I actually thought, well, no one's going to beat these guys. They are just in sync. They had these young guys coming through, Flanagan and settled. And then 
gradually, slowly, they got some injuries. Um, they, they've lost their way just a little bit. Some guys have sort of come in and out of form. And last night, they when they started, I knew there was going to be a bounce back. I was concerned about that, obviously being a, a, a Panthers um, ex-player. I was concerned about the bounce back. And I, and I knew that they were going to come out hard. And I knew that they were going to put a lot of pressure on our guys. And they did it. And when they got to 10 nil up, if that had been the side that came back in sync the way that they had after COVID, yeah. they would have gone on with the job. Mm. But Penrith, to their credit, they do not give you opportunities. They completed 95% last night. It was 36 from 38 sets. So if you're going to beat Penrith, you need to generate your own opportunities because you're not going to get a lot of ball down their end unless you can find ways of getting it out of your own end, getting into their half, um, and then coming up with a nice play to score a try. And, and the Roosters just weren't capable of doing that last night, and that tells me, Maroon, that a side with that much talent at the moment, just a little bit out of sorts. Okay, thank you, Ryan Girdler, and thank you too, Mark Guy. The game tonight, GIO Stadium is the first game we're going to call for you. The Raiders up against the Sharkies. I see here that Soliola will start. Dynamis Louie goes back to the bench, but we'll talk more about that a little bit later on. Uh, well, we'll uh, take a break. We'll come back and look at the Raiders and look at the Sharkies. A beautiful day in Canberra at GIO Stadium as Triple M rocks the finals. Thanks to Reem Hot Water. Rocks footy. And welcome back to it's a Saturday night. We've got a double header here. We're going to call them both for you in the finals of Triple M. We're going to start off with the Raiders and the Sharkies. We're going to move into Melbourne and Parramatta. A couple of humdingers here. And the Raiders go against the Sharks first of all at GIO Stadium. Let's take the opportunity to go down to the sideline. Me old mate Becco, hey. what's happening? Maroon, Gerds, MGT. Well, normally the short straw down here at Grand Level at a uh, Canberra game, but it's balmy 21 degrees right now. It's a dry track. It's going to be a great night for finals footy. In fact, the city has come alive. It's uh, a sea of green pretty much in all the shop fronts. Uh, the Lindbeck's Butchery in Queanbeyan doing the green snags. They're really getting behind their team. A couple of changes before kickoff. Uh, 1-17 still for both teams, but uh, the Raiders moving Sia Soliola back to the starting side, who miraculously got over that facial injury earlier this year. So yeah. he is uh, in fine form. Dinamis Louie back to the bench. And Talakai running on for the Sharks. Aaron Woods will be starting off the bench uh, to start off this game. So, boys, a big day today in Canberra. 14,000 people, which is about half capacity. Wow. But uh, all of Canberra is very excited. Yeah, good on you, uh, Becco. Becco's, of course, a Canberra boy. Oh, so he loves the Raiders. Loves the Raiders he, he's he's yeah. got green blood. Absolutely. He's a Hulk. Expect, we call expect, him the Hulk. Uh, I'll be impartial here on the sideline. Don't worry. I uh, hope you're not. No, you, you better not be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they, look, the Sharks have won six of their last seven games in, in Canberra. So, you know, it's, it's one of them games where the, we all know that the Sharks have limped into the finals. They're 10 and 10. Probably one of the worst teams to play finals footy in the modern era. Yeah. Um, haven't beaten one of the top teams above them. So... That's all documented. Everyone knows that. And I bet you that's what John Morris is saying. All. Everyone, no one gives us a chance. No, and no one get Like last week, in the, everyone said how many players, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the Raiders took out. Well, so did the Sharks. The Sharks bring, welcome back Rudolph and Talakai and, um, in, in most importantly, Chad Townsend for a bit of direction. So they won't be easy, pick, like easy pickings tonight. They're gonna be, they'll, they'll offer, up, offer up something. I don't think they'll win, mm. but I think they're, they're going to be in the fight for a, a good seven or eight rounds. Well, the last time the Sharks played in Canberra in week one of the finals was 2016, and that's the year they won the comp, Ryan. Yeah. Yeah, well, they just had some footage there on the broadcast as well. That's when I think Mick Innes went across and he did the famous 
Viking clap. Famous Viking clap or two. That was a game because oh. the Raiders, I think it was Matty Pryor had a moment. That was one of the best games I think I've ever seen him play. No, Gow didn't play a game. And Gow didn't play. They had a few guys out, didn't they? They went down there and Canberra was sort of coming home and found a way uh, to, to grab that grab that win and then went on and we know the rest because coming into that final series, I think that was the year they won 16 or 17 in a row, the Sharks, but about four weeks before the final series, they took their foot off and they lost their way a little bit and there was a lot of questions about, okay, well, they've won the minor premiership, they've done it all quite comfortably, but they're not informed going into the finals in Canberra as we know, isn't an easy place to go to win footy games. And on the back of that win, I think um, they springboarded into their next game, got some confidence and went on and got the job done. Different story tonight, though, Maroon. Yeah, OK. Well, this Raiders side, we, they, as uh, you boys were talking about earlier, so many players were rested last week from this Raiders side. But look at this spine tonight, MG. Charles Nickel Clockstad, Jack White and Georgie Williams. And this bloke that's just shocked everybody coming in to replace Josie Hodson was uh, Tom Starling. Yeah, great player from from Newcastle. Um, and yeah, look, he's Josh Hodgson. When he got ruled out, most put a line through Canberra. Of course, you know he's their best player. Mm. But no one really banked on. I didn't think uh, John Bateman would be back playing. I thought he's. I actually thought he was going back to England with his uh, bad shoulder and everything. I, I, I didn't think we'd see him again. But here he is, and he's the X factor for this team. Mm. He's definitely the X factor. Um, saying that, out of all the teams in these finals, Canberra are the only ones who have no one who's won a comp. Every other team in the top eight have, have two or three, or some got obviously the Shar- uh, Raiders of uh, Roosters got ten. Yeah. Them. but the Raiders haven't got any grand final winners. So a lot of stats and and and, and you know different things play a part in in the lead up to a game. But who wants it tonight most will win, and that's what happens in, t- in elimination finals for yeah. Because tonight one of these guys go home. How much of a motivation do you think uh, Ryan last year is for the Raiders? Yeah, this time of year now, it'll be bringing back some memories. Um, it'll be burning because I think of the way that they lost that grand final and the, and the um, you know, the, the famous infamous six to go, six to go and mm. those sorts of things. So there'd be, there'd be a burn there. I've never been into a grand final and lost one and then been back the next year. MG's been there. He can mm. probably tell you what that feels like. Bad. Yeah, but it was it's shocking. To lose one. Oh, yeah. We, and, and you know what? When you you see people who or players when they sit on the on the field after a game and break down in tears, and you go, oh, I'd never do that. Well, it's only a game, but yeah. you, you just find yourself, when the siren goes, tears just flow. You can't stop it. You don't know how to stop it. You're going, come on, what am I doing? That's just the emotion. of Because uh, the grand final is so hard to, to win. And we were lucky enough, as Gerds mentioned, to get back the next year and do it all again. And yeah. Thank goodness we were because we were different. We're a different team. Mm, then. Mm. I wonder how it feels for blokes like blokes that we love and, and watch as, as we were growing up as well. Blokes like Blocker and Ciro and Benny, who oh, ET and, yeah. and all these guys who haven't won a comp. But 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 say for for, for Blocker and, and Ciro and Benny and those oh, guys. Close. But two two years in a row and didn't get one. Yeah, that's that's really hard. that's cruel. Yeah, it's cruel. Uh, it's great. Rugby league can be a, a Jeff Gerard. I think Jeff yeah. Gerard's lost the three or four, didn't he? Or yeah, he played what Manly, Para. Yeah, Penrith? He played, no, not a no. grand final, Penrith, but but, but he was a, a great player who'd never won one. Yeah. All but, right, boys. I've got to take a break. I'll come back and we'll talk about the Sharkies and where they what they need to do tonight because they're in Canberra at GIO Stadium and they are taking on the Raiders. It's going to be a big game. It's only about fifteen minutes away as Triple M rocks the finals. 
Jason Hotwater. Triple M rocks footy. Welcome back to it. Finals footy. We're rocking the finals. Triple M. All the finals games and the grand final will be there. Grand final Sunday will be at the Origin Games as well. It's only just beginning, so make sure you've got the Triple M NRL app tonight. It's the Raiders up against the the uh, Sharkies. Uh, Premiership droughts. Well, the Raiders have had the second longest, 26 years. They haven't won one since 1994. And of course, uh, Ryan, the Sharkies won the Premiership. Four years ago, their only premiership, it was the whole thing about turning the porch lights off. Uh, obviously, not one many from, from that era. Maybe Wade Graham is still involved in this team tonight. Chad Townsend, obviously, he has had a lot of experience. Aaron Woods has had a lot of experience. And Wade Graham. But I tell you what, it would be a surprise to see them win tonight. Yeah, it's it's been a, a difficult year for the Sharks, hasn't, hasn't it? Obviously, at the start of the year, they went through the drums with losing some players, with Bronson Cherry and the like. And I mean, for me, the Sharks this year, the, the form of Sean Johnson uh, has yeah. been something that I've really enjoyed. I, I've always admired him as a player, and uh, I think sometimes his inconsistencies um, have really sort of um, plagued his career. He hasn't been able to perform. Um, at, at the high level that we expect him to on a weekly basis and at the Warriors and he was brave and he, he took an opportunity to come over here and I think he's had an outstanding year so, mm. to, you know led I think try assists and uh, line break uh, line engagement so um, he's been wonderful to watch and the way that um, Johnny Morris has brought some of these young kids through too I think the Sharks will be really happy with mm. uh, young Kennedy's really progressed Mulatalo, Tracy we get another opportunity to see again tonight uh, young Braley's developing nicely Rudolph I think it's his first year Talakai so the list goes on you see young Trindle coming through as well so all in all um, I expected you know usually after you, you win a premiership you go through a little bit of a rebuilding yeah. phase now Bobber Morris has been in their system there for a long time, bringing these junior guys through. He seems to have a really good relationship uh, with these guys. He's getting the best out of some of the senior guys, but they've had a horrible run of injuries, as most sides have, and probably just haven't got the depth at the moment to stay with those top sides. So the, the knock on the, on the Sharks this year is when they come up against a quality side, they capitulate. They don't just get beaten. Some of the losses they've had by 30 and 40 points, when a side gets on top, they go right on with it and... If they're going to compete here tonight, it needs to be for 80 minutes. They need to turn this into a game what they like to play. You know, the old Sharks identity of, you know, just getting hands on the ball, slowing down the ruck speed, trying to dominate the middle. Because if they allow the Raiders to get some momentum with the form that their halves are in and the nature that they like to run the football on the back of a little bit of momentum that's created through the middle... I don't think they'll be able to hold them out. So, big test for the Sharkies tonight. Okay, but before we just close up on this game for a minute, who are you tipping? You're tipping the Raiders? Yeah, I'm going with the Raiders. Yeah, and you too, MP? Yeah, I am. Yep. Okay, so it looks like it'll be possibly, quite possibly, Raiders-Roosters next weekend, which will be a grand final replay. Now, boys, uh, before, while we've got a minute, let's talk about this. I'm really looking forward to this next game, which we're calling uh, as well Melbourne Storm up against Parramatta Reels. Um, Going to get in the chopper? Going to get in the uh, Triple M. Well, but we've had to get the Learjet. Get to the to get, yep, and uh, head to that ground to watch that game. But perfect. Uh, yeah, um, let's just talk while we can a little bit about that game. Um, since their inception of the Melbourne Storm, they've played Parramatta 37 times and beaten Parramatta 23 times. Melbourne got the wood on so many other good clubs, and I guess they take favouritism into this game tonight as second place third. They do, um, and again, all stats lead towards a. Uh, 
A Melbourne Storm victory. Um, Storm have won 18 straight games in Queensland. Storm have won 6 and, and uh, 6-0 against Parramatta in finals. Um, Parramatta have got to find that form that had them at the top of the ladder earlier in the year, and it was when they played really good teamwork. They, they, their forwards went forward, in particular uh, Paulo and Campbell Gillard. And then on the edges, they got, you know, big Sean Lane and Madison, and Nathan Brown was at the back fence, and, and then their halves come off the back of that. But at the moment... Their creativity is lost at the moment, and, mm. and the the one who seems to be suffering most is Mitchell Moses. With um, I think indecisiveness. It, Gutherson's their main man. The, the thing with Parramatta, they've got a lot of players who are a good seven or seven point five out, out of ten, where most good sides have a couple of nines. You know, but I don't think Parramatta have. So they've got to rely on teamwork tonight. They've got to be the ultimate team players to beat Storm, who are, who are rampant. And you're tipping Melbourne? I'm picking, yeah, Melbourne. It's, you, it's funny because uh, because Parramatta at the start of the season, remember if they're tries, you remember the CVO oh. that was going on, they were scoring from their own end. Yeah. Now, for some reason, they've lost confidence. They don't spread the ball in their own half. So, you know, there's there's no short interchange passing between the forwards. It's one out and they've become really easy targets. You know, you know who's playing like the Eels did earlier in the year? The Titans. The Titans yeah. have taken over that mantelpiece of yep. what the Eels were like earlier in the year. So why they've gone away from doing what was working for them, you can only put that down to a little bit of confidence. They've focused on other areas of their game. We know that they had a big defensive mindset there for a while, but they need to find that. If they're going to score points against the Melbourne Storm, they're going to have to work for them. Yeah. They're yep. not going to get a lot of football. They're not going to get cheap possession, so they're going to need to find ways to break down that Melbourne defence. Young Brown comes back. That's a big plus yeah. for Parramatta. He calms the side down. But they've been frantic over the last couple of weeks. They're really searching for that form that even that win last week, it wasn't quite there. They need to be better tonight. OK, we're going to take a quick break and come back with the kickoff. This one's an elimination game between Cronulla and Canberra as Triple M rocks the finals. Thanks to Ream Hot Water. Triple M rocks footy. Triple M rocks the NRL 24-7 through the Triple M app. Thanks to Ream. Steady, hot and strong. Install a Ream.